audio looks good. Alright. Um, and yeah, are we good to go? Are you, we good? Are Episode 30. Hey, 38. 38. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome to Director's Debrief, Episode 38. It is, that's an insane number. It is insane number. Just from a commitment level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy to me. It is. Do you know what's better than 38, though? What's that? It's 50. 50. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I yeah. can't wait till we get to the 50. I can't episode. wait to 52 because that marks oh. one year of weekly episodes. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe that oh, when wow. we get to that point, we would have made yeah. an episode every week? Wow. We would have been looking at Ram every week. Yeah, and he would have been looking right back at us. Like that. Like that. Just, yeah. Just like, what are you guys talking about this week? What on earth? So, Ram, come on. Tell us, what do you want us to talk about? What are we talking about? I used to, but you guys never used to talk about them. No, listen, we gave us questions. So go back to those things. Yeah. And, and... What do you want to know about? What do you want to listen to two old guys gabbing about? Sorry, I didn't mean to... No. You know? You're as old as me now. Yeah, I know. All right, what's annoying you in the world right now, Ram? Within reason. Nothing okay, right. can I talk about something that is going to annoy you that I did recently? Okay. Um, I bought something online mm-hmm. and I... You I, bought something online? I bought something... That's not... You're listen, killing retail if, business? If, if, <laughs> if that's what's getting you going, you're not going to like where this is going. Um, no, I bought something and I haven't paid for it yet. That's right. I bought now mm. and I'll be paying later. Buy now, pay later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. come on. You know, I've always got an answer ready. Yeah. That doesn't annoy me. I know, I know. I because I, okay. Why does it not annoy you? Because that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Why would you not take advantage of low interest, zero percent? Zero percent. Yeah. Why do you not take advantage of that? Yeah. On something you genuinely need, require, yeah. and is a high upfront cost yeah. that you don't necessarily want to take out of your cash flow straight yeah. away, right? And there's a difference between having it and not. The thing that I have I'm against yeah. is when people are buying Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I was about to say shoes, but I know they don't do shoes. Bags. Wait, no, they don't. Do they do shoes? Yeah, I'm sure they do. I, I found out they don't do clothing, though, do they? They do clothing. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't got mine yet. <laughs> it's coming soon. Um, but Louis Vuitton bags. Yeah. Let's say that. And they're putting it on things like Klarna. Yeah. Or buy now, pay late schemes. It's like, no, 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 this is not what you use it for. Yeah. Do you know what really bugged me about this? Because I wanted to, the only reason why I put it on buy, it was a mattress. It was, I, I did it yeah. buy now, pay later. I have, I put all the money in a Monzo pot and I was like, do you know what? This is an opportunity to improve my credit score. Mm-hmm. I looked online and it does nothing yeah. for your credit score. And that was really annoying because yeah. it's added inconvenience to me now. Mm-hmm. I have to go in and manually pay it off. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it's it. No, but that that look, you're gonna have that bed mattress for say average mattress five years. Yeah. So say you have it for five years, right? Should be eight to ten. But yeah. yeah. Let's just say, let's say at five. least five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a good quality one. So you're hoping for eight to hoping, ten years, yeah. right? Uh, how is it, by the way? It's not arrived it's yet. Not, uh, no. Four days. I'm four so days. excited. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Um, my thing is, yeah, like I said, non-essentials that people are stretching. Yeah. They don't necessarily actually. They don't cost a ridiculous amount it's not like a um it's not like a mattress that needs to be spread over yeah they're buying these micro purchases as well or designer micro purchases 
but they're continuous. So you're continuously spreading everything you have, which means you're just putting yourself in a debt cycle for products and goods that aren't the essentials. And there is no end to it. And it's the same as credit card debt. It's the same as anything else. And our system allows it. Our system allows people to go into debt regularly for things they don't need. Are you against debt in general? Let's talk about debt. Debt is a good podcast topic. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I think the only issue is with debt, it always goes too far. And in the macroeconomic environment we're in, we're actually coming to the end of our debt cycle, as we call it. But that's much, much uh, out there where our governments are, you know, our businesses, but certainly our governments have continuously borrowed. Right. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. We will never pay back the the money that is owed to, yeah, to the bondholders, right? Yeah. Um, Who so, are, by the way, what's the, what is the national debt? There's a debt calculator. Yeah. Uh, let's let's. The U.S. federal debt is currently twenty eight trillion in yeah. 2021? Mm-hmm. twenty twenty one. So you t- you just raised an interesting point because <clears throat> like to fucking who? <laughs> who do we? Yeah. Who owes this money? Bondholders. Okay. So have you ever put money in a bond or bought a premium bond or anything like that? I know people who have. I've yeah. Why have you not done it? Because it gives you nothing these days, okay. right? People used to do this regularly and they used to get 10%. Yeah. Imagine if you got 10% on a bond, you'd put I'd your money in a right bond, now. right? We don't have that these days because yeah. interest rates are rock bottom. They're real low. Yeah. Um, so no one does that. No one our age. But these, um, so the government's, uh, borrow money from these bondholders so you'll put your 10k in yeah. and then they'll use that and they'll give you a little return every every year or every so on okay. um, so other governments buy these bonds as well so say Saudi Arabia they buy foreign US foreign debt people like to buy US debt because it's stable Okay, or it has been yeah. today so this is a product you're describing a product essentially yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah now here's the crazy thing yeah. if there aren't bond buyers yeah like Saudi Arabia or you or anyone to buy the US debt. Yeah. The US Fed can come in and buy its own bonds. Okay. So it's essentially buying debt from itself. At what kind of pricing, more or less? No, it's just keeping the market going so that okay. the US government can steep, keep borrowing. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm a little bit lost here, though. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. So where were we lost? Let's let's quickly simplify. Um, okay, so you've got bonds. Yeah. And then other countries come in and buy these bonds. Where was the initial debt, I think, is where I was sort of lost. So why is there 28 trillion? Yeah. Where okay, did that so basically, let's, let's say you have all of the... What are the government expenses? Let's say in the UK, you've got the NHS, you've got pavements yep. you've army. got army yeah army's a huge one military is a huge yeah, one nuclear US, power yeah. everything that goes on everything that you expect from the government safety security yeah. um carbon emission reduction schemes whatever they're doing yeah. uh that's that are their expenses just like a business yes and they have their income coming in which is their revenue yes. which is their tax revenue right yeah. Like any business, you should hope that your revenue is higher than your expenses. Like any good business. Like any good business, right? Otherwise, or you'd hope that it quickly turns into that if it's not uh, for a certain period of time. The government has been running like a loss loss business Mm -hmm. for many, many years. In fact, the UK government has not turned a profit in many, many years. And this is what I'm assuming is known as the deficit. Absolutely. Okay. So that's an annual deficit. Yeah. So when they say we're reducing the deficit, 
they're not reducing the overall debt. Just the what rent. they're doing is reducing the loss they're making per yeah. year. So rather than 10 billion loss, they'll make 5 billion in loss, but they're still adding to the debt every yeah. year because they're borrowing more and more every year. Okay, cool. And then they borrow this money from who? Other countries? They No, what they do is they issue bonds. So say they need to go out into the market and yeah. borrow the deficit of five billion yeah. that they need to make up to, to balance the books. Yeah. They'll sell these bonds to people, to anyone. So you buy a bond in the UK government okay. and they say, we're going to pay you a rate. Yeah. Now the rate is determined by the market, but it's yeah. usually around, yeah, it's, it's, it's low. So at the moment it could be a 0.3%. Yeah. Uh, That's amount. insane. So they're, they're, they're creating this product yeah. which is a bond mm-hmm. selling it to the general people yeah um almost so, so the person is essentially buying into the uk so yeah. it's like i want it just like you buy shares in a company yeah i want a piece of the uk because i think this is going to grow right this is going to give me a return yeah um but what it quickly turned from is this is going to give me a return to this is stable and at least i know my money's safe yeah so pension funds yeah. they have an allocation of 100 billion they by default have to allocate a certain percentage to bonds because to keep the stability because you don't want your pension all going into like cryptocurrency do you you want it to be bold and to be you know to to preserve its value yeah the issue here is bonds give you a return of 0.5 percent one percent two percent so inflation is inflation inflation is 10 percent. yeah 11 i believe right yeah. so you literally do the maths you can do this yeah 11 minus 2 9 you're losing nine percent of your purchasing power every yeah. year that whatever you put the 100 billion yeah is actually worth the next yes next year and it's compounded year after year after year holy crap yeah. okay you've actually clarified so much for me then okay and then in terms of a country buying its own bonds back is that where it, so it gives the money back to the bond bearers? Yeah, and takes it back? that's that's site com- complexity there. But yeah. essentially, what it's doing is the the government comprises of so many different areas. So mm-hmm. the government will issue the treasury and so on will issue these bonds out. Mm-hmm. But then there's a thing, the Federal Reserve, that can buy these bonds. So it's within the government. It acts in its own independence. You don't vote for them but they can buy bonds to keep the market stable because sometimes, say they go out and say, we need another trillion, mm. you're not going to get those buyers straight away, right? Yeah. It's not suddenly everyone's like, yeah, I've got a trillion to give you. Yeah. So what do they do? They start buying back their own bonds with their printed money yeah. and so on. <laughs> and that's how you don't actually, you don't technically print money mm. as such, but you do because you're creating a, an increase in uh, M2 money supply, which is this supply. And if one country, sorry, this is fascinating. If one country buys bonds from another, does it have any influence over that country? No. 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 Because I'm trying to connect two dots here. People often joke that like the US is run by China. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a lot of political affairs behind this. But is that because, let's say, China might have a lot of bonds? <clears throat> sorry, I answered that very quickly where I was yeah. like, no, it's because yeah. like the bond contract is agreed between uh the us and china right yeah. so that's that's what's the agreement is so china can't come in and say we're pulling your money because they've already given the money to the us yeah if anything they're worried that the us will default on its de- its debt so it's yeah, in china's okay. interest to make sure the us survives yeah okay. if it owns a lot of bond so china is actually lowering its amount of bonds that it's buying uh for the us which gives people insight into it thinking that the us will someday default on its debt which sounds crazy but argentina's done it many many countries that we know have done it the cookie could crumble um so that could be happening 
Sorry, just one more thing. Go ahead. The more a country inflates its currency, yeah, prints more money, it loses its purchasing power. The more that so for the US, it's like um, it's got a mortgage, but it's earning more and more money every year because it's getting more taxes in return, or it's you know it's getting things there. So you're inflating that debt away. Yeah. So suddenly, a hundred billion of what they borrowed 50 years ago isn't that big a deal anymore no and that's the only way it can get out of this debt cycle yeah either that or it defaults on this debt which is what would be the consequences of something like that well it'd just be the end of everything we know but the US might be a country (laughs) that could get out of it but I mean if you default on your debt you suddenly said to Saudi Arabia you said to the average man the pension holders sorry we're not paying you back yeah what happens to your pension fuck I want something back exactly war so this is this is big so the only thing you can do is deflate your currency. Yeah. Deflate your currency, you create a soft currency, which we're already seeing around the world. But, yeah. Whoa. So Why do you know this? Right? Because I, I don't know, it just went down the rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, I mean, it's, it's uh, I didn't know this straight away, and I'm still learning it. I'll, I'll be honest, there's a lot of gaps that I still don't fully grasp. Mm. But... You have to understand why why are things going up in price everywhere we look. It's the conversation of the moment, and why that 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 shouldn't be happening to the extent it is. Do you know what? The, the conversation I'm hearing a lot at the moment isn't why is it going up. It's just that it is going up. Mm-hmm. And I, the the one thing that I keep hearing that's kind of complicating things for me because oh, it bothers me a little bit because I'm seeing no way out. Maybe you can use your vast knowledge to, to try and clarify this. And a lot of people are going to go, oh, you're, you're just saying that because you're, you're part of an organization and you employ people. But there's a lot of conversations about rent is going up, mm-hmm. bills are going up, expenses are going up, but uh, but salary is salaries aren't. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm curious because it doesn't sound like that's the solution. I feel like this stuff needs to come down, not yeah. salary needs to come. And I understand that's in my best interest too, our mm-hmm. best interest. But the fact of the matter is that seems like it doesn't have a ceiling. Yeah. Because one day it sounds like rent is going to be a million <laughs> and your average like low income household is going yeah. to earn two million. Yeah. And it just doesn't sound like it will work. I don't want to pay 200,000 for a Twix bar. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So... Uh... That's something, and it's, it's really hard as a business owner to to differentiate yourself and make sure you're not always sounding like an employer, yeah. where oh, bottom line is everything, yeah. because it, you have to take yourself out of it. And I, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head there. The, the thing here that we don't question, we easily question the superficial reason why things are increasing. COVID, Putin's war led to oil yeah. going up. Like we're, we're looking at supply chain issues. Yeah. Really easy, but what we're not looking at uh, it, it is a case of um, the demand side. Why is demand so high when the economy has gone so, through so much trouble? It's not that demand is so high. It's that there's so much surplus cash and uh, so much surplus capital into the uh, into the economy. Mm-hmm. So this is a false economy where we have so much capital flowing around. People have a bit more money than they thought they did, or they did a few months, not so much now. <laughs> they did six or seven months ago. Yeah, And that's through things such as furlough schemes, um, business grants, and so on. Left, right, and center, we were throwing money at the people. And this naturally led to a bit more lax where people were like, oh, I could spend a little bit more. And as that supply went down, people were willing to spend a bit more 
for this. But, okay, and this is, again, for somebody with a quite a loose grasp mm. of the economy. Um, surely that's a good thing. The fact that people had a bit more money, they spent a bit more money, they helped other businesses grow, that could potentially, you know, when people talk about boosting the economy through spending. Yeah. That's what Eat Out to Help Out was all about. But this is this is false spending. This is where you've been given money, no yeah. real productivity has been achieved. Right. And that's the difference. That's and that's been difference. done through printing a bit more money. Yeah. So people feeling a little bit more richer. So in the early stages, Eat Out to help out everything great got the economy going but then it started to loosen and so on and we start to see an overheat in the economy Mm -hmm. now the issue here is we're actually at very little real growth so real growth takes into account inflation right so you know people will see their uh revenues go up by 20 percent but inflation's gone up by or it could go up by 22 percent yeah so actually you're seeing negative real growth in your business so we're not seeing real stuff whereas previously when we saw 1970s inflation that was when the economy was actually doing really well and overheating which is why we saw inflation because demand was really there uh, and so on um now here's the here's the real bombshell there's only one way to come out of this okay this is what my next yeah. question was going to be How no no we- yeah sorry this is there's only one way to come out of this for the government okay at the moment go ahead all right interest rates were at one percent zero percent ages two percent that was leading to an overheating of the economy and interest rates shouldn't be at one two percent that was done to stimulate businesses to borrow more stimulate people to borrow more which gets them to spend more Mm -hmm. right things such as your your zero uh, zero percent mattress um yeah and so i thought i was part of the solution (laughs) no 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 but there's there's nothing wrong in it it gets things people moving businesses were able to borrow what happens when you push that interest rate up a little bit more another percent mm. suddenly businesses say is it worth us borrowing you know it's going to cost a little bit more you start making real calculated decisions yeah i went through this process myself actually i well actually something i really regret was not buying a car during those times right i now need to buy a car right and everything is crazy mm-hmm. and just interest alone went from like on a car payment to be you know across four years maybe a thousand fifteen hundred yeah it's now like three and a half four thousand right. pounds yeah like i've seen that happen so that held you back from the car you were going to buy yeah. So what have you done? You've stopped spending as much as you were going to spend. You're right, I have, yeah. And the government, in essence, does this. This is what it does with its tools. And it's perfectly okay, yeah. or it has been, where it increases the interest rates and it causes the economy to, to calm down. To cool the, down? From, you called it overheating. Overheating. Yeah. yeah, so it cools it down. Cools down. This okay. is a normal cycle that gotcha. happens. The issue here is it never actually overheated. It did on the books and it did there, mm. but it's not like we were living in the best times we've ever lived in. Yeah. And it, it's having to use tools that it would use to overheat a healthy economy mm. in a very fragile economy. And it's trying to cause a recession because that's the only way you can drive down inflation. Like this recession is not uh, accidental or anything like yeah. that. This is being forced and it's okay. Yeah. It's trying to do that to calm everything down and, stop this price growth going on the issue is they go too far okay and they start breaking things what does that look like for the average person immediately not much yeah could be a country start because it'll be a global recession essentially because every country is having to do this could be a country starts to default on a step not the us necessarily yeah could be sri lanka just happened yeah could be turkey could be wherever could be india could Mm -hmm. be somewhere else when you start to see this, a country defaulting on its debt affects bondholders, affects everyone, and you start to see other things. Pensions start going down. I don't know what could happen next. We saw an 08, 09 property bubble. 
maybe it's something a little bit like that. Doubt it's probably going to be property, but it could be. Hmm. Somewhere, somewhere, I can't predict it. I mean, no one's got a crystal ball. Something could break from this cooling down, yeah. which really messes things up. And at that moment, I make a prediction that the government reverses, not just the UK, but the other governments reverse what they're doing of increasing interest rates, cooling down the economy. And they again reduce the interest rates, increase the spending. Mm -hmm. Rather than printing a trillion in America, they print 10 trillion because mm -hmm. they need to fix things up a bit like COVID. Yeah. And that's and what this we're This is the cycle to. you're talking about. Yeah, but it's going to happen quicker. <clears throat> and it keeps going. Okay. I really want to keep going down this rabbit hole because yeah, this is fascinating to me. But mm -hmm. in every recession, there is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. We talk about it like this here at work. This yeah. is just now, I, I just wanted to, to pick at your brain because you know so much about no, this no, yeah. or so much more than me. Um, but we always talk about what are the opportunities in a recession. Yeah. And this is oddly enough, this is terrible because I understand that some businesses are going to go through a really difficult time during mm -hmm. a recession. We're actually a little bit excited because... Well, A, we're in the business of generating revenue streams for businesses. Yeah. So we're kind of not really the first place people look for when they cut spending. <laughs> yeah. We're on the list. Yeah. We're just not top of the list. Mm -hmm. um, but also, it kind of, what does this mean for um, employment? Why sure. does it have this knock-on effect on employment? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, sorry, I wanted to answer something you didn't ask a question for earlier. I'm sorry, um, ask but yourself. I'll, let me, let me get, start with the employment thing um, okay. before I forget. So why does it affect, uh, so you're seeing it at the moment, Snapchat yeah. said they're uh, laying off 20% of its workforce yesterday. Yeah. Um, you'll start seeing more and more companies of this going on. And by the way, when I talk about recession, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom because it's really easy to get into a negative mindset. You just have to be realistic about what's about to happen. Yeah. All of these companies start overheating, going crazy, crazy um, employment uh, kind of uh, employment schedules, and they were employing left, right, and centre. That's why it was, became very difficult in a very tight labour market because mm -hmm. it's very hard to find anyone to work. Yeah. Uh, they're going to start making layoffs, and this starts easing off because they're realising that they suddenly aren't borrowing as much yeah. to invest into their business. They start generally seeing the overall economy cooling down, which makes them say, okay, we're not going to go into complete growth mode. We're going to start trimming the fat. We're going to start being a leaner business. We realize we don't need five people to do a job. We're going to do it with three mm. or two, or we're going to outsource our work to somewhere in Asia. Mm. You know, they start looking at how they can be strategical because what we're seeing is we're seeing a recession and we're seeing inflation happening at the same time. Yeah, And that's crazy. Those are crazy times where a recession is not, leading to the consequence of reducing inflation and to sorry add to your point as well we're also seeing more people than ever leaving their jobs yeah to add more fire the great to the um resignation. The great resignation yeah yeah um but they're, they're leaving their jobs to go into another job right yes yeah they're not just leaving to party or are people not to party no but uh, actually I, I get the impression that gig culture is on the rise you know what I mean? Working up work Fiverr with the flexibility of working remotely and, and things yeah. like that and, and that will continue to rise mm. I just don't think... I think people will want to return to some kind of stability as well. I think it will crash. Mm. Yeah, I think it will, I think it will be higher than it's ever been. Yeah. But I do think a lot of people will want to go back. Because why, why, if, you, if you look at why people go into a job, they go because they want stability. They want that regular income. They want to know where they're going. And when you suddenly have the gig economy, you're all on your own, which works in good times. Yeah. Works in times of easy money. When I say easy money, I mean free-flowing money in the economy. Spend, yeah. yeah. Um, but when times are harder, 
things contract and they they go down yeah yeah because we had a discussion not that long ago of um i don't know if you maybe ramp no i don't know yeah talk about it but this is a really good opportunity for us to hire Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of very very good talent that are going to be uh maybe not necessarily they they don't want to stay at their job unfortunately maybe made redundant yeah um and we we recognize that good talent builds good businesses and that's that's um, what we're looking to do absolutely so Um, this is that pessimistic view turned into an opportunity absolutely and it's it's about doing that what can we do to 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 position ourselves in the right way the other thing that i am really excited about I say excited, obviously there's there's certain apprehensions as any business will have, uh, a business owner will have and you know, trying to see what we can do to position ourselves well. Yeah. But when I go back to easy money, so easy money is cheap money. So when you're able to borrow a cheap interest rate or there's so much free flowing money in an economy, businesses start making a lot of excess cash. Yeah. And what that leads to is them making poor capital allocation decisions mm. where they suddenly start saying, oh, we got 100K, we're going to do 50K on a TV ad mm. and 20K on this. And they don't think about where they're spending their money as much. It's what happens, right? I know we've all done it where we've, you know, we've probably spent a little bit more than we, we should have or we've not thought about where we're spending our money as much just from certain scenarios that have gone on where maybe we got gifted a little bit more for our birthdays when we were younger or whatever. <laughs> and we, we paid a bit more for our Game Boy or whatever it was. This is what happens in the economy. They start misallocating. So when you have low interest rates for too long and far too long businesses start making very silly decisions Mm -hmm. and this starts to lead to very you know what they say of uh uh, hard times make strong men and um sorry good times or strong times make weak men so it's the same with a business i really love that so i want to go through it it's uh i think it's Hard times make strong men. There we go. I was speaking to my granddad about this of all people. Yeah. Hard times make strong men. Uh, strong men make easy times. Easy times make weak men. And then you, weak men make hard times and it goes back in that yeah, cycle. Yeah, you made it perfect. Love yeah, that I love that. Yeah. yeah. So think about that in the economy, yeah. right? Whilst COVID and everything, we actually have been in quite easy times in yeah. the sense money has been abundant in mm. the sense a furlough and this and that. It's been tough on people. Yeah. But people have had money yeah. if they've had the right connections and the right government scheme and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what that's led to, and prior to COVID as well, low interest rates and so on, we've had really bullish markets. Businesses have been doing well. Is Businesses have been making good and bad decisions. The good ones have been getting away, but even the bad ones have been passing through. And we've seen it with client clients and things where we there are potentially decisions that we don't favor, yeah. but they've been being made. So what I potentially see coming up depending on how things pan out over the next few years are businesses start being really picky about where their money goes mm. which again is is a bit daunting in the sense okay we're gonna have to fight harder as a business you yes know, fight harder for retention but we're in the business of performance marketing we're in the yeah. business of measuring improving sales not just doing fancy odd marketing yeah it's that i was just gonna say it's the breadcrumbs tend to lead to the people who you can see a, a, a statistical benefit of working with yep. rather than, you know, stuff like, and, and this is a terrible thing to say because we've just been discussing like a PR push, but like PR is going to matter a little bit less. Mm. Right? Reputation, street cred, whatever that is. It's not necessarily going to mean as much when yeah. somebody is, 
you know, you can see that you've pumped 10 grand in and gotten 40 back. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting. But again, you have to prove your worth to be that person to do that. We're yeah. not the only performance-based marketing. We're not the only performance-based no. agency, company, whatever. And, and maybe it makes us stronger yeah. as a company where we stop... You know, we go, I like to say we go above and beyond, mm. but we go to the 10th degree to make sure we prove our worth. You know, we're actually genuinely bringing the results that we promise our clients mm. and every, we don't leave a stone unturned. So it's going to be tough, mm. but maybe it makes us a stronger business overall that's ready for the next wave up. And to add to all of that, the natural order of how, you know, new so businesses or disruptive or innovative, whatever buzzword you want to use, mm. whatever business in, in whatever sector, when you're something new and something fresh, you go through this phase. And I worked in fintech where they used this example. We literally just spoke about this. Mm. Um, of you're in competition with about four or five other people that have come up with the same concept as you. Yeah. Around the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's not about coming out on top. Right. It's about being the only survivor. Mm. And the only way to do that is surviving easy and hard times, whatever. And at one point, you're just going to have to dominate. Yeah. You're just going to have to be the best because it's not about getting and finishing the race first. It's about the fact that actually 99% of the people aren't going to finish the race mm. at all. You just have to be strong enough yeah. to actually get to the end. Definitely. That's, that's the phase I feel like we're at now. I think so. And you really touched on something there because as we head into these... Um, let's say tighter times, right? Mm. Um, however, you want, however you want to describe them. As a business, you can make two decisions. And I feel we've, we, we haven't, we've, we're haven't we we not in a position where we've bloated. So mm. we're not necessarily needing to... Very trim, careful not you know, to bloat. We've yeah. been careful. Probably maybe a bit too careful, arguably, maybe, maybe. Um, during certain times. But here we are. Yeah. Whereas now companies are going into the cutting the fat stage, trying to be lean. Mm. We ideally class ourselves as quite a lean business, an agile business. So what I, and I, I hope you agree, is we, we can be taking this business is into a building phase mm. where this is a bear market. Bear markets are for building. Mm. Building an absolutely rock solid machine, not trying to trim back, trim back all expenses, but allocating where we know we will get return, bringing in the right people, bolstering our team um, and structuring everything overall. So yeah, we're almost easing our foot on the pedal mm. without without trying to show too much, like jerking the car too much. Yeah. Basically, yeah, if, if you use, to, to sum up, Klarna is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we started this conversation. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's, it's insane where we get, where, we, where we're heading. Um, but I'm, like you say, there's always opportunity. Always. And like, arguably, this is why opportunity is in abundance because, um, and this is the next thing I wanted to talk about was, what about on a personal level? Mm-hmm. Because during recessions uh, and, and any sort of financial uproar, there are usually some diamonds in the rough that manifest. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was, did you say it was like 08 or whatever? That's where like maybe property was, uh, did that go up or down in price? So uh, 08, 09, yeah. properties uh, completely plummeted. Plummeted, yeah. Yeah, one of the worst times. Yeah. And then ever since then, we had a 10 to 12 year bull market where property just right. went crazy it's a great opportunity to scoop up some property yeah same you know bitcoin is now at an all-time low i'm not yeah. saying buy bitcoin i don't know all-time low i mean it was one it was one cent at one point yeah i know <laughs> but like it's low all time since i purchased yeah <laughs> okay and i purchased at around this price <laughs> and we we went up to 40 whatever and i was like yeah it went up to 50k at gbp yeah. at one point yeah. yeah so it went up to 50 yeah and then 
we're back down to here, and I'm genuinely I'm I'm torn between kicking myself or buying more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to. But you said that something is going to happen. Something it's fragile enough for something to break. Yeah. If you were to look into your crystal ball what do you think that might be just to give people financial clear financial advice to buy this. <laughs> that they can hold me yeah. to yeah. look I, i'm not going to predict what's going to break uh, as in I'll, I'll say a few things that could yeah but i probably will get them completely wrong so don't hold me to that what i can guarantee is a strong word what i can predict yeah. is when something breaks governments are going to do what they did in the peak of covid bail out bail it out. Yeah. Just like they did in 0809, they bailed out the banks. Mm-hmm. Just like in COVID, they helped a bit. And bailing out isn't a bad thing. In government, I probably would have done the same. Yeah. Right? Helping. How could you? <laughs> helping everyone bring it. They probably went too far yeah. with the amount of free-flowing money, but they needed to do what they did. When things break again, mm-hmm. could be the end of this year, could be early next year. Could be, that soon? Could be. Okay. I mean, they're, they're really... Tr- keen of breaking break, uh, kind of cooling things down so i don't know it might not be but it looks like we're already heading into a recession anyway so who knows uh it could be late next year who knows when it happens like i said earlier in covid the government u.s government will use printed a trillion dollars yeah. back then which was extraordinary they never printed anything over one t right it always been <laughs> it, it'd already been in the bills it's now a billion's yeah. nothing 100 bill here 100 bill there's nothing yeah. This one, I think, is going to be in the 10 trillions. This is going to be a big bailout. Every time it gets more and more. Yeah. In the in the uh, 08, 09 crisis, it was 100, 200 billion. Uh, went up to the, yeah, and so on. And it will keep going more and more. I went to 700 billion in total. Interesting. Um, this one's going to be a big bailout. And what that means is more inflation. Yeah. Not necessarily in our prices of eggs, yeah. but in the prices of property, in the prices of assets, harder assets. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And this is, uh, we're running out of time here, but yeah. I just wanted to ask you quite a, a, a pot stirring conversation. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I would argue was a healthy conversation about the economy. Yeah. Okay? Do you think that some people, is this an opportunity for fear mongering? I've been trying to wrap my head around Andrew Tate's like skyrocketing fame. Mm-hmm. Obviously now on a bit of a plummet, a lot of shit happening to him and you can debate amongst yourselves whether you think that's rightfully so or not. Mm. Um, but I, it's it was, people are already like a little bit of afraid because I've had this internal joke in my head yeah. that Andrew Tate is the next Donald Trump. Okay. Right? And the reason why that makes sense to me is because every time you see somebody in this position, somebody who like, you know, skyrockets to fame or power mm-hmm. is because there's a little bit of fear. Yeah. And somebody feeds off of that and, and sort of exacerbates that. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think Andrew Tate five years ago, six years ago, yeah. would have achieved the same level of, like how big of a deal is this to, to getting people to rally behind him? Sorry, how big of a deal is fear mongering? Is, no, is the, the, this financial situation that we're in right now. He has this whole bit about how we're entering the matrix or whatever. What does he say? Sorry, just so that I'm... Does he, is he saying we're entering the worst period? He's essentially... This is all what I get from other people. Yeah, yeah. Really and the little care clips. for that guy very yeah. much. But um, it's, yeah, essentially like you need to arm yourself with a lot of money and hmm. stuff and live under a bunker. I don't know what he talks about, but... Look, there's definitely an amount of fear-mongering. The thing I look at is on news channels, yeah. right? Because they represent what? the government essentially wants us to to speak about and so on yeah. probably going to get uh, 
taken off YouTube for this. Um, <laughs> I think you're all right. <laughs> but uh, in, in the essence of the economy and a recession, I think you'll actually see governments, and you're seeing this at the moment, downplaying how bad it is. Yeah, okay. Because they want you to continue to spend, continue yeah. to be happy spending money, using your Klarna, whatever it takes to buy clothes, do this, mm. consume. They want us to consume because that looks good on the economy. Yeah. Um, it's crazy consumption because you don't need to buy 10 jackets or whatever, right? <laughs> you just need one. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get us into this cons- cons- consuming addiction. Um, I don't think, sorry, to it's, it's divo- digressed from your question, but I don't think they're fear-mongering on the recession. Maybe this not is, them. Is this an... I'm just, you know, I'm not saying I want to use it, you know, to get a following, start fear mongering. Yeah. You're all going to die unless you listen to what I say, because yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. That's what Donald Trump did. That's it's, what... Yeah. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, Rich Big Dad fan Bordad. of Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, yeah. Is Big this... fan of him yeah. when he wrote his book and yeah. a few things that he said. He's been predicting a market crash since 2013. 2013 <laughs> to 2021 yeah. have been the best years of the economy ever. Yeah. And okay. so every year he's been going, oh, every few months he's like, this is the end. This is the crash, and so on. And everyone's like, "You're just fear mongering to get yeah, people yeah. To, uh, to get people's attention." So they all start getting scared. So yes, loads of people do it. Mm. Uh, love people. People love that because as people, we love to be stressed mm-hmm. or to have our, have concern. It's what gets our attention and to be validated. Mm. This must have already been lingering in some people's yeah, mind. Very true. So I'm wondering what fear I could monger. <laughs> You know? uh, I think I think people you don't need to make up fear yeah. you need to show the positivity in mm. certain areas and you need to show where people need to wake up and smell smell what's coming because uh, it's not, what's the saying smell the roses the first smell. Of the urinal <laughs> yeah smell the urinal um, <laughs> because there is a lot of stuff that people look, people I think people fear and they get concerned over the wrong things mm-hmm. and they choose to ignore the things that are genuinely big issues at the moment but anyway so yeah massively educational for me well okay i'm glad in between yeah. all of all of the crap but no uh this is a really good chat yeah i and... because you know i i hear things i talk about things you go you're at cafe with friends and you're like this you know you could you collectively complain about x happening mm. z happening and every now and every time in the back of my mind i'm just like okay so what's the solution because what you're proposing doesn't work yeah i'll just keep going up and up and up no but um, I, I think i think and that is bang on because before you get to the solution you have to look at the root cause yeah every and, single time and I, I i hope people can take away from that as uh, as much as i did because when i i'll be honest i'll put my hands up and say when people talk about printing money I thought the government is the only person who has the right, or the Bank of England is the only company, the establishment that has the right to print more money. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was the physical act of printing money. Yeah. And somehow inject, I didn't, I I don't know how, but injecting that into the economy. Mm -hmm. So I I thought that, you know, let's say you have a hundred pounds in an economy, they add another hundred. And obviously that original hundred is now only worth 50 because there's two of them. Mm -hmm. And that's how I thought that's, that's as much as my knowledge went. Uh, I mean, that you're not wrong no at a level it yeah. is yeah but that doesn't work when you, like you say it's not the root cause it's not yeah. when you're trying to think in these conversations of a solution or something to add to the conversation it doesn't add anything yeah. it's just how I digested that information just just finally I don't know how much time we have but there's a thing called the cancel on effect okay. right and it's as you say when the government prints money let's say it just prints money as a printer yeah it doesn't magically airdrop them to every single person in the country or every single person in the world right it has to start somewhere and it feeds its way through. The yeah. cancel on effect, you can have a cantillionaire, 
is the effect of being basically imagine you have a tap and this one tap feeds the whole population yeah the people at the front of the tap or near the front of the line will obviously get a bit more of the water than everyone else because they will pass it on but they'll take a bit of it before it gets on to everyone else Mm -hmm. and here we see the cancel on effect where you see that the government the way it gets money into the economy through qe quantitative easing Mm -hmm. is it invests in infrastructure so you'll see roadworks everywhere across the country that's the government pumping money into the infrastructure and the economy and who wins the people the highway agency the private companies that are associated with that and and again this is the thing that like deep down it angers me because when people say stuff like the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer i'm like i know that you're right Mm. but i also know that you don't know what that means Mm. so when you explain it like that i'm like ah Okay, because yeah. I don't know what it means either until you explained it to me like that. But again, that, that's put my mind is I, I hear that so much. Yeah. And it, it doesn't bother me that somebody's saying that because it, technically speaking, they're right. It's like my analogy of printing money. It's yeah. technically right. right. But why that analogy bothered me and why when people say that, it bothers me. I'm like, I know that you're right. <laughs> yeah. but I know that you also have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's, it's so complex. Like, honestly, like, like I said, I barely understand this subject. Mm. Um, but it's it's fascinating and it turns into a bit of a rabbit hole. So there you go. And now people can watch this. Yes. Go to the pub with their mates and pretend like they read. Exactly. <laughs> and get a few things slightly wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll fact check myself and put it in the comments. Yeah, man. Um, All right, this was dope. Brilliant. Really enjoyed this. Yeah. That's the end. Thank you. All right. If you enjoyed listening to episode 38, I was about to say 28, 38, um, please don't hesitate to comment. Let us know what you think. If you want to hear anything else, If you didn't like our subject, whatever you like. Uh, Like, subscribe, do what you got to do, and see you next week.